Hello, everyone. I'm Matthew Freeman, Matt F. The Oracle. Welcome to the Betty Pros Podcast, brought to you by BetMGM, where you can get a risk-free bet of up to $1,000 when you use the highly original promo code BettyPros with your first deposit. All right, here with me to talk NFL Week 14 market movement and power ratings, as well as Thursday Night Football is Kevin Cole, host of the excellent Unexpected Points podcast. It's probably my favorite podcast. Uh, the proprietor of the new Unexpected Points newsletter, which everyone should subscribe to, and the lord of the adjusted scores. Uh, Kevin, you are on the show in week four. I guess, uh, you know, 10 weeks is evidently the longest I can go without talking with you with the microphone in front of my face. Uh, thanks for returning to the show. Hey, great to be back, Matt. Um, yeah, it's, it's been a while here. So I was sitting by the phone um, as we all sit by the, our phones that we don't have anymore, <laughs> that we just yeah. sit by waiting for your call until this point. So now I can I can breathe again, and I'm here, and I'm ready. All right. Well, since you were uh, last on the show, what are the analytical things that you were working on? Anything new that you've got cooking up? Not, I mean, new. I mean, well, there's a little bit, uh, a news breaking news here. Um, for those who do not follow me on the Twitter bot, which is probably everyone there, I am no longer at PFF. So that's, that's a little bit of a new news. And I have started as all great thought leaders across this nation, uh, my, my own, my own sub stack, just cause I really don't have any idea what I'm going to do here, uh, in week 13 going forward. So I've already published a couple things on there. I have the adjusted score stuff, which I just discussed via my podcast before, which will hopefully be continuing in the near future that I'm now uh, publishing a little bit more of that stuff on the sub stack. I put everything out for week 13 there. I made available a Google sheet that everyone can get to that has all of the adjusted scores and the relevant metrics for the entire season. And then we'll continue to update that as the season's going on. So I've heard, and I use it myself uh, for some betting related stuff. And I've heard from some other people that they find it useful to try to get a little bit of an adjustment for some of the high variance types of plays, fumble luck recovery, things like that to get a better gauge of team strength. Yeah, I like that. And I mean, I listen to the pod every week and that is a general way in which I use it because I, I have my power ratings and they are uh, numbers driven, but there is an override element to it. And so I, uh, yeah, I'll always listen to what you have to say, you know, think about the ways in which I want to adjust or not adjust uh, the different power ratings that I have. So yeah, everyone be sure to check that out at Kevin's Substack, uh, Unexpected Points, right? unexpectedpoints.substack.com correct or you know check me out on twitter goddamn elon won't uh, allow me to change my handle so if elon if you're listening i'm sure you are can we open it up here because i'm verified don't ask me how that even happened in the first place but the, the the verification process i guess they're too worried about impersonation going on right now in some sort of way so now that i'm verified i can't change my name it doesn't really matter my name wouldn't change uh, but I can't change my handle also. And you know it, PFF is part of the ritualistic uh, ceremony. When you become a person, uh, an employee at PFF, they, you know, they, they you know the whole bloodletting, all that stuff goes on. And then they also force you to change your handle to put PFF in there somewhere. So now I'm stuck with that, even though I'm no longer at the company. Uh, do you Technical have the PFF? Sorry, I didn't have the, even the PFF. Do you have the PFF brand or the PFF tattoo on you anywhere? Or were you <laughs> oh, able yeah, to escape that? It's actually a digital implant. There's something I, I have to have that removed also as part of the process. All right. Well, uh, moving on to what happened in week 13. Uh, you know, some teams that moved up in the power ratings for me. Uh, and let me just open up my spreadsheet. You know, here are the, uh, the Bengals. 
big win over the uh, the Chiefs there. Uh, so they've moved up uh, an entire point for me in the power ratings. The Eagles, uh, big win over the Tennessee Titans. Although, you know, it's, you know, it's they've moved up a point for me, but it's debatable as to like how, quote unquote, real the, the Titans are. Uh, right. And then the, the Lions, uh, they moved up uh, a decent amount for me. Not so much because I think they're actually a good team, but I think they are in the the upper class of that middle tier of kind of subpar teams. You know what I mean? They might be like yeah. the best of the not good teams. Uh, and so I've moved them up a decent amount in my power ratings since last week. Uh, Kevin, any any thoughts on those teams, the Bengals, the Eagles, the Lions, and then any other teams that kind of caught your eye as ones that uh, have have changed in your perspective since last week because of what we saw. Yeah. I mean, so for the Bengals, luckily for me, it's more of a confirmation of where I had them in my power rankings, as opposed yeah. to moving them up, them up. I mean, they did move up slightly and they're actually third now in my power rankings, which is probably a little high uh, having them above Philly and having above Dallas. But like I said, they were already very high. I think they were in the fifth slot before, and then they jumped over those two, having beaten the team that I previously had as number one, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. So they're up there. I mean, I have Philly at number four, where they've been three or four for a while now. I do think it helps solidify what they did last week uh, defensively. They just completely wiped out Tennessee. I mean, they lost Traylon Burks early, uh, the Titans, but also if you look at their success rate in that game, it was a sub-30% success rate, uh, which is just a really, really strong effort for, for them. They weren't based on, you know, fluky plays or anything like that, whereas the Cowboys destroyed the Colts, but it was a two-point game fairly late in this one, yeah. and then the floodgates just completely uh, burst open in, in the second half there. And the Lions I have at 19th, which still might be a little bit low, Honestly, for the perception that I have on them, I might even move them up a little bit more. But they are someone who's been, you know, rapidly on the rise. Um, they were a team that was unlucky to start the season and now has been pretty good the last few weeks. Although the one question would be uh, strength of schedule, you know, competition that they've had so far during this run hasn't been that strong, but you can only beat who's in front of you. Yeah. So I have the Lions number 18. I have them uh, half a point below average team on a neutral field. Uh, what you said there earlier. I'm exactly the team, half a point too. Hey, we're, we're, yeah. we're like uh, Locks we're, up we're here. mind yeah. melt going on here. Okay, go uh, ahead. You, you mentioned uh, the, the team you previously had at number one as the Kansas City Chiefs. So I'm assuming now, uh, you know, powers of deduction that I have yeah. uh, that you move them to number two and that the Bills are now number one. No, no. Now the uh, Minnesota Vikings are number one because they're ten and two. So my mistake, know. my mistake. I didn't, I didn't know who I was yeah. talking to. No. The, the, yeah, the Bills. The Bills are number one, roughly point three points above Kansas City. So they're they're kind of still another tier of their of their own. The top two. Yeah. So I have Cincinnati at number five. And for me, you mentioned for you, it was more of like a, a confirmation of where you already had them. Yeah. Uh, you know, for me, it's uh, it's kind of moving above the tier of Miami, Baltimore, uh, you know, as now 49ers at the, this point, you know, 49ers dropping out. Uh, and so, you know, every other team is kind of moving up because of that. But I still have Dallas and Philly a little bit above above Cincinnati. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. Cincinnati... I, I, think, I mean, that's more in line with yeah. where, with where the markets were. That's basically what it was. It was, uh, the top two, it was the next 
three, I guess, like yeah. the three NFC teams. And then it was this large kind of messy tier underneath there where you could have had the Ravens or the Bengals maybe at number one in that tier. Maybe Miami, if you really like Miami, my numbers don't like Miami or the Ravens as much. So those all those guys were in the mix to be the head of that tier. But I do think, like you said, via the markets now, and we've seen the market movement on you know next week's games, that the Bengals have definitely gotten that bump approaching now that larger second tier at the bottom of the second tier, according to the markets. Certainly. And I will say that there's a chance based on where uh, the market has moved that I didn't move Cincinnati high enough, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. you know, and I, I probably need to adjust to catch up a little bit with that. Uh, the teams that moved down for me and this is or moved down the most, and this is fairly obvious and quarterback driven. Uh, you have San Francisco, uh, you know, drop them, four points. And honestly, maybe that's not enough. Uh, I feel like it probably isn't enough because I, I know you are one of the original Jimmy Garoppolo truthers. I, I can't claim that status, but I like, I've liked him quite a bit, like within the confines of what he's been asked to do over the past half decade within the 49ers offense, he has executed very well. And uh, I think going from him to a seventh round third string, Mr. Irrelevant rookie, I think like at the most optimistic, we would expect a four point drop off, but maybe it's more like seven. So we'll see. I don't think the markets though are pricing that in, but it's tough to tell because I guess we'll have to see. I remember I was looking last night and I think it might've reflected the fact that Tampa Bay just looked like such poop basically for like 95% of that game that the movement was not that much, uh, you know, post injury, uh, in the line on that one. I also think San Francisco's defense um, is just more and more power is being built into that side of the power rankings also. So maybe it's a combination of those two, but it doesn't seem like the market's pricing in more than, you know, I don't know, two, maybe three points. I think the market is kind of between the Garoppolo haters who are like, you just plug anyone into the Shanahan supercomputer and it works and maybe where you and I stand on him. Yeah, well, the look ahead was six and a half. Okay. And, and now it's three and a half. So the market is saying three points. And I think I, I think that's pretty generous. Um, you know, I don't know. Or, or I think that's underselling the impact of Garoppolo. Yeah, it all depends offense. on what the numbers you're going through and, st- and stuff like that. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, think, I think you're right. Although, you know, there might also be a little bit of a feeling and we'll see how the running back situation is working out there. Christian McCaffrey's health, all that sort of stuff is that maybe they'll just lean more into the running attack also as, as part of it, I guess the numbers I was looking at was more like a two point movement, but maybe they'd already priced in some of this Garoppolo that I, I, and I didn't realize it. Yeah. So uh, another one here that I dropped down, this is more of like a kind of like technical accounting thing, but uh, bumping the the Rams down. And so this was just sort of like moving Stafford from kind of like short term, not on the team to long term for the rest of the season, not on the team. So now at this point, uh, I have the Rams as the uh, number 31 team in the power ratings. Uh, I think, I mean, obviously they're bad. It's the question of like, how bad are they? Uh, Are they, do you think this, this version of what we've seen out of the Rams, do you think they're worse than the Texans? No, 
Um, no one's worse than the Texans. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, I really hate these quarterback changes and everything else that's going on here. My, okay, my very like unanalytical thing with the Rams, even a couple of weeks ago when Stafford had his first concussion, right, before he, before he came back was like, are they just going to pack it in? Are we going to see packing him in? And we didn't see that. I don't know if that's a rivalry type of thing with the Seahawks. And maybe now we will see the true packing in. But for that factor, I I would not put them below the Texans. But I'll tell you, like, if you just look at my non-adjusted rankings for the Rams, so it has all that Stafford in there, they're still 24th or something. They're just yeah. bad. There's yeah. a bad team even with Stafford. So I don't know. I mean, it's not we're, – we're not looking at, you know, spectacular backup play, but I do think the fact that, you know, Wolford or Perkins or whoever, they can move a little bit, so maybe that helps. The defense at least has talent on there if they haven't quit yet. Um, I, I don't know. They're, they're a real tough one for me to, to peg down. Yeah, and then one more. Uh, I didn't put it in the outline, but the uh, the Baltimore Ravens. It seems increasingly likely that they will be without um, without Lamar Jackson this week. And so yeah. I haven't bumped them down in the longer term power ratings for the season, but you know, in the short term power ratings for this week, uh, I've dropped them down. I believe like four and a half, five points. Uh, any thoughts on the the Ravens and um, kind of what you make that team to look like without Lamar Jackson? Yeah, you know, the offense was starting to stagnate somewhat even with Lamar Jackson. Um, the first couple of weeks, we saw explosive passing plays down the field, explosive runs. And that was really what the offense was based on. So we knew that was going to regress somewhat. Then you had the injuries to Rashad Bateman, who had produced, you know, a handful of those explosive plays. You had Lamar Jackson maybe not getting loose quite as often as he had before. And then the offense was, you know, stagnating. Um, there were some signs that it might pick back up after Andrews came back from injury there. And now we have the, you know, we're, we're flipping over here uh, with Tyler Huntley in there. I don't know. I'm just, I guess it's just based on no, this is not a vibe based thing. I think people get good vibes from Huntley, maybe because his QB wins have been okay when he's come in there or he's looked functional. But I'm just not buying it. I don't I don't know if you remember, but you know, when Jackson had missed some time in previous seasons, there was kind of a talk as if Tyler Huntley could be a starter in the NFL. And I don't yeah. know. I just don't see that at no. all. And I feel like they have won or been highly competitive in games, very low scoring, kind of grinded out type of games when Huntley has been there. And that can work for a while, but it's yeah, I would say four points, five points is is plenty good enough for me with my frame of reference being, I think the biggest movement movement I've ever seen is maybe seven or eight points with Aaron Rodgers being replaced by Tyler Huntley back in the day. Mm -hmm. um, so that's the, yeah, I, I think that's fair. Four or five. I think there, I think there might've been, sorry, who was it that you just said right there? Aaron, Aaron Rodgers and yeah. oh, Brett Huntley. Sorry, not Tyler Huntley. I got, I got Tyler of my mind. Yeah. This was back in 2019. Was yeah. that what it was? No, no, no. 2000 and yeah, 2000 and whatever. No, 2000. I don't remember what it was, but whenever he Rogers was out for a game or two and Huntley came in, I remember because it was painful because I was like a little bit of a Brent, Hunt, Brent Huntley truther and uh, it did not go well. Yeah, I think there was also pretty big movement last year on uh, for Jordan Love too. Yeah, for Aaron yeah, Rodgers. Yeah, I'm to sure Jordan there was. Love. Yeah. Uh, so this line was Baltimore minus four, uh, yeah. and now as we we're talking, uh, it has moved all the way to two and a half plus two and a half for Baltimore. So and obviously going through zero, it's not that big of a deal to cross through zero uh, if you don't get to the key number of three. But um, you know that's that's significant movement there. Um, oh yeah. 
Okay. Any other teams that kind of caught your eye in terms of like downward perception changes from last week to this week? Um, I mean, one that I flagged here, but we kind of talked about the Lions a little bit already. And it's not, again, it, it's not like, it's not important because it's through the zero, but it's just funny to me that the Lions, at least when I checked last night, were favored against, against the Minnesota Vikings. Um, I mean, it went from two, you know, at least on my numbers that I was looking at, opening it two and a half towards the, the Vikings to one and a half in Detroit. And again, like that doesn't really matter, but I just, I just think it's fun to troll Vikings fans with basically. Yeah. I mean, let's, okay. So let's talk about uh, kind of getting into the market movement part of the show. Yeah. Let's start with that game. That is, it's really interesting in that, you know, Minnesota, the, the people who were into Minnesota, I guess we'll call them Vikings fans, but uh, Vikings fans, they're, you know, it's like their team. I think they know that their team is, I don't want to say it's, it's bad. It's, it's not, it's like, it's above average, but they know their team is not elite. Uh, but yes. they feel like they need to pretend that I think they're is. pretty close to average, quite because honestly. That, yeah. I think that's one of the that's what so here's here's Vikings fan. Here, well, not Vikings fans, but here's judging by comments on YouTube slash Twitter, which of course are the you know, the elite of the elite of uh thought leaders. Talk about thought leaders uh in, in the platform. Vikings fans, they were doing really well. I was saying they weren't that good. They were like, Yeah, you're right, we're not that good. Then they beat the Bills. And then when that happened, yeah. it was like, you got to respect us sort of thing. Like those people came out and yeah. then, you know, they, you know, it, it, it didn't go so hot the next week against, against, against Dallas. So I don't know where they stand right now. I still think they probably want their respect, but I'm not sure. Yeah. I mean, I gotta say, I, I'm capitulating a little bit on this and that uh, on the look ahead line, I did bet Detroit at plus three because, okay. you know, there, there uh, was a rogue book out there that hung a plus three and it was like, okay, I, I got to take this. But, you know, I'm looking at this now, looking at the projection, and I think it's gone too far. Like, Minnesota plus two and a half, that is too far, uh, I have to say. Like, I have I have this projected as Minnesota close to a pick em. Like, Minnesota favored by 0.25 points. I don't know if you have an opinion on this uh, in terms of where this line should be, but two and a half, Minnesota as an underdog, that is too far. Yeah, I mean, I have it basically as a pick. I mean, maybe you could lean a little bit towards Detroit. It depends. Like, I'm, 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 I've been messing with like how much I'm decaying some of the older games as part of this. So that's really the knob, right? If I'm, if I'm, if I'm decaying like the past results earlier in the season a little bit more so, then it will give me Detroit by maybe half a point or a point. But it, like, it doesn't even really matter around there, right? And then if not, then it's more like a pick. So it's pretty close though to being a pick, um, assuming you give something for home field advantage in Detroit. Yeah, I mean, I think it should be close to a pick. But, you know, if if I think it's close to a pick in the team that has, I don't want to say like the better record, but like the team that has the better quarterback. They know how to win at the end. They know how to win. Yeah, okay, we'll give them the know how to win. But the team that has the better quarterback with probably maybe the better head coach. I mean, you know, I, I think just in terms of maybe not in-game decision-making, but in terms of pre-game planning, I would say they have the better head coach. And yeah, I can get yeah. that team as an underdog. I'm probably going to do it anyway. Yeah. So yeah, there you go. Just, just get it on both sides there. Yeah. I mean, I, I would not be against that at all. I don't know what to make of the Vikings. Cause I actually have them. Like I said, I have them right around average. So I'm probably a little bit lower than some others. Let me look to see what the kind of a market based rating would be on them. Let's see, I have them right uh, as 1.25 points better than an average team on a neutral field. And I have them at number 11. 
Okay, you know, according so, to yeah. in in predictable, if anyone has looked there, where they look at this line and then the look ahead line for the next week, and and they figure out the relative strengths based upon that, they have Minnesota as. Uh, let me look here. Sorry, this is not great podcasting here. Uh, half a point better than an average team on a neutral field. Yeah, that still gets yeah. them all the way up to eleventh, though in the rankings yeah. because there's not a lot of separation, you know, between uh, 11 and 15. Yeah. On here. Yeah. So I'm a little bit higher in terms of the actual number attributed to it, but uh, you know, I have them at number 11. Um, okay. One game we, we have to talk about Cincinnati hosting the Browns. Uh, and so if you look at the, the preseason numbers and, and great, I'll say like, you know, there was a lot of uncertainty, in the in the off season about you know Deshaun Watson's availability and so that would factor into the line here but uh, in the look ahead off season line this was Bengals favored by one and a half on the Thursday look ahead so not even a week ago this number was three and a half the early line opened Sunday night at four and a half and it is now six uh, and by the way I I bet this on Monday at four and a half and I logged it here comes the plug I logged it in the betting pros app where you can sync up with sportsbooks, get free betting advice and picks and track different experts in your own bets, and you can set alerts. We monitor all the major sportsbooks, so when one of them has a line move that hits a threshold you set, you get an alert that tells you where to make a bet at the book that provides the most value. So download the app today in the Apple or Google Play Store. Okay, so this number has moved from three and a half just a week ago to six here. Kevin, what are your thoughts on this line move? And and kind of we, we talked about the Bengals earlier. Uh, but, you know, the Browns also played their first game with Deshaun Watson. Any thoughts on the Browns here? Yeah. Um, the Browns were another team that my numbers liked for most of the season, meaning if you were going to, you know, calculate what their point differential would have been or what their, you know, record would have been based upon how I looked at the underlying strength of how they played in some of these games, like the Jets mm -hmm. game just being an absolutely absurd, like point zero zero one percent A lot of type. adjusted wins for them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They had a lot of adjusted wins, similar to the Bengals in that sort of manner. But it hasn't been as hot recently. And the defense is just... I don't know. It's weird because they had like a great game against the Bengals. Uh, it was being in one team when everyone was like really in uh, uh, jumping off of uh, liking Joe Burrow and everyone else there. And they couldn't do anything with Jamar Chase, but then they have other times where they look like they just cannot stop anybody. Um, I'm rambling a bit here, but just Deshaun Watson was, was really bad last week. He was bottom five. Uh, somehow they put up whatever it was, 20 something points without scoring an offensive touchdown, which was impressive. Hat tip to the Texans on that one. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I, I tend, I don't know if it's like riding a bike when they talk about playing quarterback, if you haven't played for two years, but I tend to think that it's not something you need a lot of lead time going forward on. So I don't know at six points, I would probably lean towards that being a little bit too big of a margin for, for this type of game with the Deshaun Watson factor factored in as giving them a boost. Uh, but it's close. But I, I actually, I, I think I'm, according to my numbers, I'd lean pretty heavily in that direction. But I guess maybe my intellectually, I'm hedging that a bit. Yeah. So I bet the four and a half minus four and a half on Monday, mainly as a, a market move. Like I just anticipated that this number was going I mean, that to move to six. That sounds about fair. What my numbers say four and a half sounds sounds pretty yeah. close. Four, four right. and a half. Yeah. I have it projected at five. So like now yeah. with this number at six, I'm seeing value on Cleveland. I don't think I would bet it though. 
Um, but uh, yeah, this is a tough one too. Yeah. It's like such a, you don't even have you, you have no frame of reference, right? No real to go off of on on what to what to do in these types of situations. Yeah. So uh, mentioned the Browns there. Uh, of course, in week 13, they played the Texans who just were absolutely terrible. Kyle Allen just gifting touchdowns to the defense. Is this a tank job? What's up with this Kyle Allen stuff? Because I mean, obviously, it wasn't like Davis Mills was, you know, covering himself in glory or anything, but it's been so bad. It's been so bad. I don't know. I mean, well, then you're getting to the larger question was hiring Lovey Smith part of the the tank. Was it a secret tank? Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, you, so you've got this game, Houston going on the road, playing the Cowboys in the off season. This number was eight Cowboys favored by eight. So the, the market already knew, you know, months in advance that uh, the Texans were likely to be heavy underdogs in the spot is a really bad team. Uh, of course, the market did not anticipate just how bad the Texans would be and maybe how good the Cowboys would be. Uh, a week ago in the look-ahead market, this was 14 and a half. It opened 16 and a half on Sunday. And now as we're recording this, it is uh, you know straight on 17. And you know the real question, does this number get higher? Like how, how high does this number have to get before reasonable people in the market think okay this is just too much i have to bet uh on the houston texans as a matter of principle i i think that number would have to be like in the 20s uh before people would really like before serious bettors would be like okay this number's too far as a matter of principle i must bet on the road dog in this spot kevin what, what are your thoughts here well, you should have booked a, a serious better on, on the, the podcast <laughs> if you wanted to have that because I'll tell you, um, 17 is looking pretty good to me right now, honestly. <laughs> you know, But I have gone down in flames on these types of bets many and many a time. And I seem to, you know, I don't know if it's one of those things where like you have a bias towards you know, the losses hurting more or not, but I seem to think like these don't go well. But I always do it for some for some reason <laughs> when it comes in because my number will come in. I don't know. What is it at here? It's at like 13 and a half or something like that. Now, what's the Kyle Allen factor? I don't know. 13, 13 and a half. Like Dak Prescott. I, don't know. I feel like the Cowboys are a little bit overhyped right now. I, I mean, whatever. It's hard to say overhyped because they're playing well. But, you know, their offense, again, people are like, everything's clicking with Dak. Yeah, it's going okay. It's going well. You know, I don't know if it's right there. Um, Texas defense is not super horrible i mean it's pretty bad but it's it's really the offense that's that's that bad i don't know i i guess i would probably at 17 it's pretty tough for me to pass up but again it's just you're gonna feel like an idiot when it doesn't hit which is gonna happen you know half the time probably a little yeah. bit a little bit less than half the time is all i'm hoping for yeah i have this at 16 and a half i gotta say if you were uh in your your next job if you were hired as a a, a trader an odds maker for bet yeah. mgm uh by the way of course, use the highly original promo code betting pros uh, with uh, you know your your first deposit for the risk free bet of up to thousand dollars. If you were at Bet MGM and you posted a line of thirteen and a half, you would take so much Cowboys money, uh, like within a matter of seconds of posting that line. Oh yeah, I mean that's probably wrong too. Don't get me. I think that's probably wrong. Like I'd have to go in there and adjust it. But I don't know if I could get that much higher than maybe fifteen on here. But I mean, this is yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's it's really I, I, these. I have, I have trouble. I don't know if you do, but I have trouble when we start to get out to these extremes because you can't really capture. Um, 
because it's like, like the tails, right? If we're talking about yes. the distribution, right. the tails can get so long in certain circumstances. People don't necessarily, they maybe they realize it on the top end that like the Bills and the Chiefs or whoever can be so much better than everyone else. But there can also be teams at the bottom that are just so much worse than everyone else. And there's also something which I have not brought into play so far this season, which maybe I should have, was like a tanking variable, which I normally yes. only try to allocate for the last few weeks of the season. But the the, the, the Texans may have kicked it into – uh, full tank in you know week uh week 11 or something like whatever yeah. what it was what did alan come in week 12 week 12 might have been the full tank i sure I, maybe i should be putting that variable on which will add a few points yeah uh i i think that would be i mean if you add a few points to your 13 and a half like that gets that gets you there that gets you right yeah, to around the yeah. market so that it might be worth doing all right another game here the game that has been flexed into the sunday night football spot you have miami on the road uh against the chargers this number in the preseason or in the offseason rather was uh, Miami as a five, five and a half point underdog. Uh, and then now, of course, we've had the full flip on the look ahead market on Thursday. This was one and a half. The early line was two and a half on Sunday. And now as we're recording, we are seeing threes across the market. Miami favored by three. Uh, Kevin, is this is this too far? It's close. It's close. I mean, I, I it's still not too far for me, but my numbers are pretty low on the chargers so far. And I think for Miami, um, even la even when they got beat down by the 49ers and this is something where I, I got, I got some, some dunking quote tweets on Twitter about <laughs> the fact that I was trying to point out. And of course, like, even if you put explicitly in your write-up, you're like, I know you can't just exclude the bad plays, but it's an interesting thought exercise. Then everyone gets back to you and they're like, Oh, if you exclude two of his bad plays, then he was actually good. But th my, my larger point was, I know it was based on a couple of long touchdowns that he had, but they, they, they kind of do that on a regular basis, though, for that team. So I give them a yeah. little bit more credit than I would your normal team that does that. But my larger point was that, like, if you say fumble six is, like, in incredibly negative and fairly random, like, I don't care how good your defensive rush is. You're, like, you're not going to necessarily scoop and score on something like that. And he had some kind of back-breaking interceptions and then also looking at some accuracy numbers he was a little bit inaccurate maybe he was rattled in the pocket I don't know what was going on there but I thought like internally he actually wasn't that bad it was more like a 75th percentile type of outcome if you if you strip out some of those negatives again like you can't just strip out the negatives but for me it would be more concerning if the offense was completely stagnant with no mistakes that would be something that would so I don't know I have faith in this offense for still being able to put up some big plays and I don't know what's going on with, with Herbert, honestly. I like I was a huge fan of his in the offseason. I thought that maybe he could rise to be right there with Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes in the end of season conversation as being that guy. And we just have not we just have not seen it. Um, they did not even have a very good success rate last week against a Raiders defense, which has been pretty easy to to score against. So uh long story short, I'm pretty down on the Chargers, though, probably more down than than most people are, which who still have hope. Yeah, I have this projected at 1.25. And if it's, you know, sitting on the key number of three, there's some actual value there based on my numbers, but I haven't bet it yet because I, I do have that trepidation with the Chargers. And we did see uh, the Dolphins, uh, you know, I think Mike McDaniel kind of, uh, you know, taking a trick from his former boss, Kyle Shanahan, staying on the West Coast uh, in between road games. And so the normal travel disadvantage that you might see attached to the Dolphins, I don't think they have like 
they don't have it in full abundance right and, and the crowd advantage will be yes you know, like nil so yeah. yeah exactly so i you know i'm i'm showing some value on the chargers with how much this line has moved but uh i haven't i haven't bet it yet i'm just a little a little trepidatious um one one uh game that i didn't put in the outline that i i want to talk about because you mentioned first of all i think the jets are an interesting team uh you know great defense potentially improving offense with the i won't want to say emergence but the insertion of zach white into that offense uh and then you mentioned it's the teams on the tails where it's a little bit harder, I think, to set a line and and to evaluate, not like so much to evaluate what their actual potential is, but to evaluate how that translates into points scored within a game. Because there are some teams that like have the potential to score a lot of points, but maybe they don't do it because they aren't put in the game state where they need to do it. Uh, And I think the Bills are, you know, you have them power rated number one. I have them power rated number two. They are a team on that cusp on the tails. And so looking at this game uh, in the off season, it was minus 10 and the look ahead, it was minus nine and a half. And even now it's minus nine and a half. And I say that uh, nine and a half, obviously the bill is favored, but I say that, and actually this number is moving down. It is, it is moving towards the jets. It is nine at some books, still nine and a half at FanDuel, but nine at bet MGM and DraftKings actually eight and a half at points bet. Like it would not surprise me if this number moves even more towards the jets. And, uh, and we saw similar movement last week, uh, with the, uh, with the uh, the Patriots, with the Patriots hosting the Bills, and the number continued to move towards them to kick off, we could see this number continue to move. And like, I think it's wrong. Like, I've got this like projected above ten. But uh, do you have any thoughts on on this game? I think I have the Jets a lot higher than you do, if that's the case, because my number is more on a neutral field would be more around six and a half, seven. So then you add in whatever. I guess the Bills probably get a little bit of extra something. Uh, I haven't checked the weather conditions on this one here. But so it is if it's down to nine now, because I'm seeing some nine and a half, so I guess there is nine. Maybe it's going to go down to eight and a half. That seems more fair to me. I guess I just I, I'm a little bit higher on the Jets than than you are, it seems. Yeah, there's a chance that I'm not uh, giving them the boost that they deserve on offense from Mike White. Like, there's there's a decent chance of that. Oh, by the way, uh, got to do another plug here. Uh, mentioned the Bills. We are giving away a free signed Isaiah McKenzie Buffalo Bills mini helmet from Pristine Auction. If you want a chance to win it, subscribe to the Betting Pros YouTube channel right now and comment below on the video. We will announce a winner on the channel in a future episode, so turn on those notifications. What about a big hat? Can you give them those big Brian Robinson hats? Uh, the question, the mini helmet, is it an actual mini helmet or is it a real helmet, but it's just sized to Isaiah McKenzie's head because he's, you know, <laughs> First on, the, all, no, on the smaller No little side. man shaming there. I thought you were going to say, can you, can you eat ice cream out of it? You know when you used to get like the little yes. batting helmets? That was so money. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, uh, I, I think my mom has probably still saved those that I, I used to have <laughs> and like put them somewhere in, in my room. Uh, okay, uh, all right. Thursday night football. Let, let's close it out with a discussion here. Thursday night football. Raiders, uh, this number has moved to six. Uh, Raiders minus six at the Rams. And uh, the spread here, yeah, minus six. The total is still 44 and a half. Uh, I mean, honestly, I don't know 
if I have all that much to say about this game. I have it lined exactly at six. Uh, the total, it's hard to know what to do uh, with this this Rams offense now that Matthew Stafford is, is not there. But, I mean, they weren't scoring that many points to begin with. Uh, how are you looking at this game? Yeah, it, this is really, I mean, another one of those tough ones because – the, there's maybe maybe there's not there's no reason to tank for, for if you're the Rams because yeah props to the Detroit Lions you have uh the Rams pick I believe is currently sitting at number three or I four. think it's number three number three so the Lions uh, again props to the Lions for having that there so there's no reason for them to tank other than this could just be like you know in the NBA where they have one two three Cancun it could be one of those situations where they're just like I just want to get you know get the hell out of here and not have to worry about any of this stuff uh for the rest of the season so and just 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 kind of go through the motions the rest of the time here so my number is a little bit thinner than that it's more like four and a half but because of that variable that i that 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 we're talking about here um that i don't really know what's going to be going on with the rams there it's not enough of a spread for me to to think it's actionable yeah i mean the the real losers are the people who are going to watch uh, in Island games, uh, the Rams for the next four weeks, like they, they are in like, Wait, are any of those flexible spots. or not? Those are not flexible. I, I don't think so. I oh, think, geez. so we've got Thursday night football. Uh, I believe we have a Monday night football in there. There's one of these is the Christmas game. Uh, and, uh, and then I think there's one more in there that is not flexible. Maybe it's flexible, but we're going to like Amazon yeah. is regretting its investment now. <laughs> If there's if there's any that football because obviously we had Chargers Chiefs to start the season, uh, you know Steelers Browns with uh it was a, that was a that was actually what's his name it actually wasn't that that bad necessarily but who else do we have here Bengals Dolphins when Tua you know basically died on the field uh, Broncos Colts that was so bad it was almost good like it was yeah. so bad I mean it, I, it, I don't it, think we were writing it. <laughs> You know, this, you know, they, this, you know, yeah, I guess they're no. getting a foothold here. Like, it doesn't really yeah. matter when you have more more money than God, but it's been pretty ugly. Like, it's been pretty bad as far as the schedule is concerned here. Like, they do have Niners, Hawks, uh, Seahawks next week. Uh, Jaguars, Jets, that'll be all right. Cowboys, Titans. Okay, so they, so they got some okay ones coming, but it, it has been pretty. Um, Al Michaels is, like, past the point of pretending that he cares, though, for some of these games. So yeah. that, that's the thing that comes through for sure. Yeah, that, that helps save it. Uh, all right, Kevin, thanks for joining us. Uh, for the people who don't know where to follow you, uh, where should they find your work? Yeah, yeah. First of all, people, get with it if you don't know where to where to find me. At Kevin Cole, still PFF, as I mentioned before. At Kevin Cole PFF on Twitter. Unexpectedpoints.substack.com is my newsletter. So far, uh, 100% publish rate, daily publish rate, uh, two days so, so far is going further. <laughs> and the Unexpected Points podcast, which as of now, I may move that over to Substack also, but as of now, it's being hosted at Anchor. And I'm going to probably have an episode later this week and then next week starting with some interviews. Um, it's a little bit on the nerdy side. I'm going to interview Chase Stewart. You know Chase Stewart is? Yeah, of perspective. course. Yeah, yeah. So he's like, he's like an OG in football analytics, meaning he was doing posts 10 years ago, which basically right. makes, you, makes you an OG. So I'm going to try not to fanboy out a little bit too much there because I just think he's like a super smart guy and not like a, not a highly technical 
um, you know, CS uh, stats major or anything like that. I think he's a yeah, lawyer. He's a lawyer. But he's been yeah. playing around with with that sort of stuff for a while. And it's just amazing, like, how much insight and influence and how you can explore these different topics where you don't have to have, uh, you know, super modeling and XG boost and all the sort of stuff that you can really just put together some numbers and get some good perspective and everything. And he was posting daily for years and years and I years know. and years. It was amazing. Absolutely yeah, I, amazing. While, was, while being a lawyer. I was going to say, you're, uh, you're like my hit rate of two days in a row. I was <laughs> yeah. thinking like, that's some real, uh, like, yeah, I'm like a rookie and of, he's, yeah. he's Cal Ripken or something, you know, that's, I'm <laughs> yeah. like, oh, I'll get there eventually someday. Yeah. So, so th- it's going to be fun. Yeah, I remember he was, yeah, uh, posting every day and, uh, you know, Fantasy Douche, uh, a.k.a. Frank DuPont uh, from Rotoviz back in the day, uh, you know, he would talk about, you know, oh, did you read, you know, what Chase Stewart wrote? So, yeah, uh, been been looking at his stuff for a long time. All right, Kevin, thanks for being on the show. He's Kevin Cole. I'm Matthew Friedman, Matt F. The Oracle. Check out Betting Pros and Fantasy Pros for all my work, best bets, player props, fantasy favorites, player projections and rankings, and more. That is going to do it for this week 14 market movement and power ratings edition of the betting pros pod. If you like the show rate and review on your favorite podcast app, thanks for tuning in. Good luck and see you next episode.